0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: Welcome back to the show. We've got a couple of guests this hour. Mason Ginsberg of Bourbon Street shots in about 10 minutes. Pelicans tonight, well, they're winning on the road in Houston 108 to 101. Wouldn't it just be the most bizarre, odd thing if somehow, some way, this Pelicans franchise, this team, inches their way closer to a playoff spot before that trade deadline, and then all these theories about who you should trade and how much you should jump go out the window. I kind of root for sports anarchy. I'd love to see that happen here. Yeah, get the Pelicans back to, I don't know, three games out of a playoff spot by the time the trade deadline rolls around, and then there's no way you can trade assets away. Then you're just in it. You're saying, A.D., come play. We'll, you know, we'll we'll oblige you with the trade in the summer, but we're, we're all in here trying to make the playoffs. I don't know. That's obviously a very long ways away. Even this game isn't over yet. James Harden, 25 points in this one. How about Jahlil Okafor? 25 points in 31 minutes. 11 rebounds, 2 assists, a couple of blocks. Hey, you have the rebuild around Drew and Jalil. J and J.
0: Does Anthony Davis just cancel his trade request after he sees how they play tonight?
1: <laughs> right. He sees Jalil can play the five, right? So I have finally got a center here. Back to the basket center. Forget it. How about LeBron come here? Yeah, no, that's not happening. Cat's out of the bag there. Here's a text from the 504. Uh, Tyler from Thibodeau, I want AD to go to the Celtics. I just don't want him in the West. Like if, if Only because... You don't want him in this conference, right? I mean, the the power accumulation here in the NBA and the Western Conference is, is just reached ridiculous levels. Tim?
0: Crazy thing is, I just saw this on Twitter, if the Pelicans win tonight and win their next game, and let's say the Lakers lose their next two, they'll have the same record.
1: Yeah. I've been saying that for weeks here. It's not like Los Angeles are world beaters here. They're out of the playoffs. They're outside looking in. I fully expect when LeBron comes back that they'll make a move up in the standings, but... That's like saying we expected when the Pelicans got healthy, they were going to make a move. It didn't happen. LeBron James isn't, uh, he's great. I still believe when he's healthy, he's, if not the best player, maybe James Harden this year is the best player. I mean, come on, he's been absurd. So if you want to say Harden this year is the best player, LeBron's right behind him, right? He's one of those guys that can carry a team on his back, unlike Anthony Davis, but he's still not the same guy he was even three, four years ago first time we've seen him with an extended injury who knows how he'll look when he comes back and like I said top of the show if Anthony Davis was telling the truth a couple of months ago when he came out and said he doesn't care about money he only cares about championships and legacy well then what's this about you only want to go to Los Angeles because the Lakers don't give you your best opportunity to win it's Boston or Philadelphia Golden State handful of other franchises Lakers are pretty far down that list LeBron would be 36, and by the time you enter free agency and go there, I think LeBron can play, you know, close to when he's 40 at a a more productive level than Michael was at those ages, but that's still not young LeBron. This is now old LeBron. 108-102 Pelicans with 520 left leading the Rockets. Back to the phone lines. We'll go to Greg and Covington. Greg, welcome to the show.
2: Yeah, man. Hi. Good evening, Seth. Um... I just want to chime in. Maybe you can help me. I know they've probably I've been waiting two weeks to get on. But um, So if if the referee didn't pull a flag out, it w- could have been reviewed. But since he didn't, no. under two minutes in the full quarter, he can't. No, he, that's, there's no review.
1: that's not true. You can't review that uh, Nola no call. You can't review a pass interference penalty even if the flag was thrown. Now they could get together – and decide on the field without any replay as they talk and huddle and each of the officials right. talks about what they saw and didn't see, they can pick it up. Remember, we saw that earlier in the game with the offensive pass interference penalty they initially threw on Los Angeles and then picked it up, which, again, by the way, I thought was a good uh, pickup of a flag there because I didn't think it was OPI.
2: Right, right. I, I just wanted to get that, get your opinion on that. Thanks, man.
1: Yeah. No problem. Greg and Covington there. Uh, back to the text lines here. Text them the 504. Miss you every time you have the night off, Seth. They play X-Wing at go For Games at 7 o'clock every Wednesday. There you go. Free promo. X-Wing. little Star Wars X-Wing miniature game. Our Blue Runner Foods opinion poll tonight. Should the NBA issue major tampering fines to Anthony Davis, his agent, and the Lakers? Right now about 90% of you are saying uh, yes. It was expected result from our poll here. Um, look, if you if you want to feel a little better about all this Anthony Davis mess and the Nolan no call, you like a little extra cash? Tim, would you like a little extra cash? I know
0: I can't win, though.
1: No, you, you're right. I was... You see, you didn't play along here. No, I was just going to break your world, man. I was going to tell you you can't win here. Every weekday, though, everybody out there can win $1,000 12 times a day in our Intercom Secret Word Cash Contest. You can listen to Tommy, Newell, Scoot, Bobby, Christian right before the top of the hour news to get the code word then you can text that code word to 72881 72881 again don't miss your chance to win one thousand dollars cash every single weekday 7 a.m to 6 p.m on WWL we never charge for text but individual plan text and data rates may apply so check that out tomorrow Tim Zimmer's going nuts behind the glass here Tim what's going on
0: the Pelicans currently lead with less than four minutes, one twelve the one oh two against the Houston Rockets. And I just checked how many games were were behind in the A C just now.
1: Six. Oh, well, don't burst my ball. <laughs> it's six. So you're gonna need a lot more than just a to win tonight, but I'm not are you really keeping any glass half full optimism? Tim Zimmer, you're the biggest pessimist ever, I feel like. You actually have optimism for this Pelicans team after the A D news?
0: No, but the way they're playing tonight, it makes me feel like there is hope.
1: Maybe, maybe there is. All right, we'll take a break. We're coming back with our guests. I think it's Mason Ginsburg. Maybe we'll get Carter Brandon Hurley. One of the guests will be back here. Seth Dunlap, the last lap rolls on here. At WWL. I remember when Vanderbilt used to be pretty darn good at basketball, consistently good. When I was in college, a long time ago, I know, I was at Washington State University, Tony Bennett, who coaches Virginia now, the head coach there. He was coaching at Washington State, and the Cougars actually played Vanderbilt in the NCAA tournament. I think it was in the Sweet 16 or the second round. Point is, they were good. They were were usually good. You can count on them being, if not in the tournament, at least consistently competitive in the regular season. I don't know what has happened to Vandy on the basketball court, but they have been just awful this year. They are about to be 0-7 in the SEC, and Kentucky... Is beating the tar out of him right now. 62 to 29. 62 to 29 with 13 and a half minutes left. Like everybody talks about you know how deep the SEC is. And I've been laughing at that statement on this program for weeks now. The SEC is not deep. The SEC is top heavy. You got a pretty decent middle. The bottom of this conference just stinks. Like the bottom has fallen out of this conference. And actually, not even just in in basketball. I think you could say that in football also. LSU plays tomorrow. Remember, Texas A&M will have that here in this time slot, seven thirty pregame, and eight o'clock the tip. Talking more Pelicans though. Let's bring in Mason Ginsburg, who covers the Pel's for Bourbon Street Shots, and he's certainly been covering the Anthony Davis trade fiasco here. Mason, what's going on, buddy? How are you?
3: <laughs> uh, doing okay. This uh, this current game is. Kind of blowing
1: my mind right now. How about you? <laughs> it's, yeah, we've been watching this uh, to our exasperation. Minute 12 left. Pelican's a nine-point lead here, 116-107. to 107. Um, Somehow, with the starting lineup of Solomon Hill, Darius Miller, Jalil Okafor, and Frank Jackson, along with Drew, uh, they're winning in Houston here. Uh, but let me ask you about this, Mason, this game. So Tim says uh, this gives him optimism. Now, uh, should he be optimistic about this season? I say no. What say you?
3: I, I mean, let's 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 be real here. This this is a typical. You often see games like this after a huge trade happens. And while a big trade didn't happen for the Pelicans, it's a kind of a transformational shift in the philosophy of the franchise right now, where uh, you you go for from make trying to make the playoffs at all costs to uh, well, we're just gonna we're, we're we're gonna play the young guys, and we we kind of know what our what our fate is this season, and so. Credit to the to, to these guys, though. I mean, the the, the hustle. The, the the I mean, these players are, are doing all they can to win this game, obviously, and it's it, it's showing.
1: I don't want to bury the lead. Of course, we're going to talk a lot of AD, but Jalil Okafor, boy, he has looked good the last uh, the last few weeks. He's had his moment Twenty-five points tonight in thirty-six minutes. Uh, is this a guy, regardless of what happens with AD here, that maybe the franchise kind of the franchise brings back to help the transition?
3: Yeah, I mean, I really think so. I mean, Jalil Okafor, he's He's got his limitations, but I think he's absolutely, the way he's played this year, he's shown real improvement on the defensive end, which has been his question mark throughout his entire career. And so, while I don't think he's ever going to be a starting center in the NBA, he's definitely shown himself to be a, a viable rotation big this year. And so... I, I think he is definitely a bright spot, and the Pelicans can bring him back on a minimum contract next year, and I, I, I don't see any reason why they wouldn't do that.
1: All right, let's talk about AD here. Um, where do you lay blame for uh, this whole catastrophe, this dumpster fire that's happening right now uh, right in front of us?
3: <laughs> dumpster fire is very fair. And uh, I think I, – I mean, so it, it's interesting. I feel like the blame is spread throughout – uh, it's the Pelicans organization, depending on who you talk to, but the, the weird thing to me is that it always tends to fall on one person. It's either all Gentry's fault or it's all Demps's fault, and I feel like I feel like what's kind of missed on some, not all, is that it's just an organizational-wide failure. I mean, it's I don't think anyone should get a disproportionate amount of the blame. Del Demps seems to get the uh, the short end of the stick most frequently, but um, and while I think that's to give him a, a strong amount of the blame is Absolutely fair. It, it's, it starts from the top. And from the second that this team uh, had AD fall into their laps, uh, there was this win now, now mandate from ownership. And I think that I mean, Dell Demps was basically maneuvering based on how ownership wanted to uh, see their path forward. And so... Um, could he have made better decisions? I mean, Omer, obviously Solomon hill, those those decisions were bad any any way you slice it. but um, there were other components to this uh, to to this failure uh, and and no matter how you slice it Anthony Davis not resigning, that was the number one goal of the franchise, and so that is a failure.
1: yeah, I look, I absolutely agree that the, there's blame to be laid at many people's feet. You no, know, we talked to, and opened the show here talking about the organization. Of the front office and how really disorganized it is, and that needs a complete overhaul. Get that, you know. I've talked here to some pretty intense pushback, even that Anthony Davis deserves at least a sliver of the blame here for his lack of elevating players around him or taking accountability. But, but, but Dell Demps for him and the, the the stories that we're seeing from guys like Zach Lowe and Woj and and Windhorse that are implying that Dell Demps is going to get a chance, Mason to execute this Anthony Davis trade, whether that's before the deadline or even after into the summer. I got to be honest, that that completely blows my mind. I do not understand how they're going to give this guy uh, another shot here to rebuild this franchise again. Like, what's going on here?
3: I'd I'd pump the brakes on that uh, expectation. Uh, If if Dell Dempse carries his team through the trade deadline, that wouldn't shock me. I mean, he's going to be handheld, I, I would assume, through every decision he might make if, if they want to give him you know carte blanche to do some of the fringe moves and it, with the with the context that they're going to be sellers wh- whether it's nico or each Moore or julius randall I think that's fine, and, and obviously we all have to know that if there's any sort of trade that's going to be made before the deadline with Anthony Davis, it's going to be an organizational decision. It's not going to be just one person who makes that call, but you know, I, I want to reserve judgment on that until we get to the end of the season and figure out who what, what's going to happen with this franchise once we get to the summer and, and really um, that where I think the, the highest likelihood lies that Anthony Davis does get moved.
1: Yeah, that's fair. Talking to Mason Ginsburg here at Mason Ginsburg. He covers the Pels for Bourbon Street Shots. What about those guys you mentioned here? So much focus on AD and where he's moved. What happens to Nico and, and Randall and, and even Drew? Are, are they going to move all those guys?
3: I, I would be very surprised if they moved your holiday b- just the the relationship there between Drew, his family, and the team is very a positive one. If Drew was to come out and say that he wanted to he wanted to be traded, he wants to get to an organization that's really uh, going to be able to compete for a title sooner rather than later. I don't think the Pelicans would push hard against him, but they're not just going to give him away. Obviously, they want to they want to make sure they maximize value. But I, I really think uh, the guys who are currently not being offered up. As potential trade targets are, is Drew and Jolly Lokifer and Frank Jackson. Those are those are the three I really believe just because either the Pelicans have this sort of longstanding relationship with those guys or Drew can kind of lead the, the, the next, uh, era of Pelicans basketball and provide some veteran presence or just the Pelicans don't think they can get appropriate value for the players in return. I think that stands for Okafor and Frank Jackson, but the rest of the guys, the, the ones who are kind of entering into their primes on shorter term contracts like or, or in their primes to short-term contracts like Moore or Nico or Randall. I think those guys are very ripe to be moved if the Pelicans can get some some uh, future, a, a pick or, or a younger player to kind of help them move to the next era. I think they'll pull the trigger.
1: All right, let's talk about the tampering rules here in the NBA. You have the representatives around AD and, and Rich Paul basically going around the league and telling teams that well, he's not going to play or sign a contract anyways, an extension or, or resign anywhere but in Los Angeles with the Lakers. I understand that the NBA treats the tampering rule like the NFL treats the Rooney rule. It's there. Technically, it's on the books, but nobody really cares about it. Uh, but what's going on here? This seems like across every bounds of, of decency regarding that rule right now. And and again, that's another head-scratcher to me.
3: Yeah, and I honestly, I think, I don't think the Pelicans care that much, uh, and I don't think for a player like Anthony Davis who's, you know, he's, he's just entering the prime of his career, and if you were to, to, to acquire him before the trade deadline, if the Pelicans get an offer that truly blows them away, which is which is the only way I think they move him before the deadline, if they get a, a sort of a, a crazy offer that they can't say no to, I I, I just don't think that it, he's just too good of a player for that to really phase teams if they think they can get two playoff runs with AD uh, or even next or, I mean even next year, I mean. Th- You've seen it happen with players before. I mean, OKC with Paul George is an obvious example. But teams are going to think, especially teams that are close or maybe one piece away from really contending for a title, they're going to think that they can convince Anthony Davis to stay. And a player of that talent level uh, with at, at that age with really that much uh, time left to be uh, an elite player in this league, I think it's worth the gamble. And I don't think the Pelicans are really too scared of any sort of threat Um, by Rich Paul and and Anthony Davis about only being uh, uh, interested in resounding with the Lakers.
1: Mason, I always appreciate the insights and conversation, buddy. I know we'll do it again here as this process unfolds. Thanks so much for joining us. Sounds good, no problem. Mason Ginsburg, Bourbon Street Shots, at Mason Ginsburg on Twitter. So Tim's keeping an eagle eye on this Pelicans game. Pelicans... Up by three now, 119-116 with six seconds left. They do have the ball, but apparently James Harden went, well, full James Harden in the worst possible way here a couple of seconds ago. Tim, explain what happened.
0: Yeah, so uh, James Harden has the ball, and they're down, I think they're down like five. And apparently he goes, and he's trying to draw the foul, so he runs down the the side of the court, puts his shoulder down, trying to run into Darius Miller. Well, Darius Miller's just standing there with his hands in the air, well, he hits him, but the referee doesn't call a foul. So what does Harden do? He just dribbles out of bounds as as he's expecting a foul. <laughs> well, the referee goes, he blows Wilson. He goes, Pell's ball, oh, and and Harden just lost it. He was like, "How is that not a foul?"
1: Because I, most of the t- most of the time when they call a foul on that nonsense, it isn't a foul.
0: Wow. Clearly not a foul. It was just really funny. Was this as
1: action. blatant as the Nola no call? Is this the 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 Houston no call? Uh, do you, Tim, you got your hands up? Pelican scored.
0: Yeah, the Pelicans just had an easy basket underneath. Uh, they're up one. Actually, I think they just called a foul on drew Holiday, so he'll be sent to the free throw line with less than four seconds left.
1: Hey, there worry. you go. Hey, oh, uh, they don't count the bucket. No bucket. So Drew to the free throw line, up 119-116. This would be a hell of a win for this team. I mean, let's be honest here. Regardless of what happens the rest of the season, again, who's on? You said Ken uh, Williams is on the court right now.
0: He was on the who's court, on the court? Missed both free throws, and then he took them all.
1: We said Tim Frazier, Williams, Okafor, Darius Miller, and Drew. That, that's who's on the court here in Houston in crunch time. Pelicans can't make a free throw. Well, they just did there. A couple of free throws good by Drew. So 121 to 116 looks like the Pelicans will escape here with a win against one of the hotter teams in the NBA, and certainly the hottest player in the NBA in James Harden. Here's a couple of texts. One from the 504. Los Angeles stole our place in the Super Bowl. And now Los Angeles wants to steal AD. I hate Los Angeles. I would never trade with them. Let LeBron get two years older before he gets him, huh? Yeah, look, the unobjective fan side of me, I'm right there with you. I'm right there with you. I'll give you, you know, AD can go over there when you're, LeBron's 36, and a lot of these young guys are have either just signed bigger contracts or up for restricted free agency in a year. So, yeah, <laughs> I'm with you there. Lots of text coming in that, frankly, that I can't read. Just bashing Anthony Davis in the most personal and vulgar ways. I don't know if I can get behind all of that. Remember, regardless of how AD has been acting professionally over the last week, and I do take issue with a few of the things that he's done in this process. This is a guy off the court who has just been sensational. Like uh, uh, somebody's using the word thug on the text line what are you talking about here Anthony Davis is the furthest thing from a thug this is a guy who's been basically a model citizen who's a good dude who doesn't get into trouble off the court that his teammates like It's not a thug I'm not gonna start bashing Anthony Davis the human because he wants to trade out of here Oh, apparently Pelicans have won! Fire up, cue up the music, Tim. We haven't been able to do this much this year.
0: Pelicans are now one zero after the AD the of the trade.
1: Oh, we got to keep a track of this. You got to put a board up there in the back in the in the control room. We got to keep track of the Pelicans' record post AD trade. Now it might not be very pretty down the road a few weeks, but they're undefeated. They are undefeated post ad trade request yeah we'll see okay let's take an early break here because i want to give carter a lot of time to talk about all this nonsense carter bryant's coming into the show always love him stand-up comic host of the carter bryant show former lsu tiger and roommate of tim zimmers is that right you and chris and 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 carter didn't just co-workers okay i can give you like so many people here in the New Orleans media or your classmates tim All right, back after this. It's the last lap on WWE. Uh, Tim Zimmer's telling we have breaking news out of Los Angeles. Apparently, you're going to be the first person to report this. They have a new trade target. Is that right, Tim?
0: Yeah, after tonight's performance, it looks like the Lakers are going to turn down the Anthony Davis trade, and they're going to look for Jalil Okafor (laughs) instead.
1: Jalil was good. 27 points in 37 minutes here. That was all hail... Jalil, what's that? That report was also false. Yes, that was was definitely fake news. It was definitely fake news. Hey, though, you talk about an asset, if Jalil starts playing this way, you want to talk about a tradable asset who's making beans? I'm not saying you're going to fetch anything for him before the deadline, but if he plays this way the rest of the year, maybe you can get something for him this summer. Who knows? All right, Carter Bryant on into the show. Stand-up comic. Multi-sport athletes, multi-show athletes. At Carter the Power on Twitter, host of the Carter Bryant Show. In Arkansas 107.1 FM at fourteen hundred AM and my friends. Um it's been a whirlwind of what about ten days now down here.
2: It has first off, let me say this. We need to get rid of the players only broadcast. Oh my god. Um I, I, I it's the worst. Like hearing Isaiah Thomas do the play by play, 'cause I don't I don't get to sit down and watch full NBA games that much anymore. Oh that was horrible. That was absolutely horrible. Um,
1: I've been saying but, that for two years, by the way, and we didn't have the sound down, so we didn't even know that's what was going on there. But you're right; I've right. I been mean, that's been a, atrocious for years now.
2: Yeah, um, yeah. Let a professional. I mean, they 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 have this guy by the name of Kevin Harlan and <laughs> and uh, the, American the, Treasure. The, yeah, and uh, the, the 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 voice. So I don't know why they 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 would do what they do. But anyway, um, yeah, you know Anthony Davis hanging around. Like, I just want people to understand how insane this is, that a team, the Pelicans released an official statement that a player on the team has requested to be traded and the player would not take questions. He would, no comment about this action. And he's still hanging around. Like, even on a road trip, when he's not even playing, he's still there. It's, you know, it's one of those things where, He could still be an asset to the team if he's not around. Um, But also, you know, why is he still there? It's like that girlfriend you break up with, but you still sleep with her from time to time. You still hang out. You're still friends with benefits. It doesn't make any sense. You're done. Get out. Like, you don't want to be here anymore. And it showed tonight. The Pelicans played some inspired ball
1: yeah they did this might have been their best performance especially considering who was in the lineup all season long so you prefer the the Kawhi Leonard's I'm um, going off the radar for six months approach rather than AD sticking around here
2: I do I mean I, I don't know why he's still playing you know it, I, it obviously nothing's official you know he could play and then have a change of heart but I mean goodness gracious I mean just think about that. It still blows my mind. I don't, I don't remember a time where the team actually released a statement the way that they did uh, for, for this game, and, or just for this week. So it, it blows my mind. I'm a big Pelicans fan, as you can tell. Um, and it's been an emotional week because I'm a Saints fan as well as are most of your listeners. And I, I'm, I'm just really, really, really disappointed that it was handled this way and that we were blindsided. I don't have a problem. I, I know there's people like yourself and other people that, that are destroying Dell Demps for losing Anthony Davis. I mean, he was going to leave. You know, people want to take the next chapter and try something new. I totally get that. But, you know, just the way that all this has been taken care of doesn't look good on Anthony. And it really doesn't look good looking back at how little we were able to do with him
1: yeah know it's a good point. and I'm I just want to correct something here just so everybody understands um where I'm at on Dell Demps. I am not blaming Dell Demps necessarily for Anthony Davis wanting out. but what I am, Carter, blaming Dell Demps for is his salary cap mismanagement, his uh, mismanagement right. with the coaching staff, his free agency miss his draft you know he's traded what seven consecutive uh, first round picks here. so there's no. The um, home-grown uh, team-building philosophy here. I, I just I don't understand how there's some people that think Dell Demps deserves to see this Anthony Davis trade through, and and we're hearing that all over the place today. Like, oh yeah, and this isn't coming from like even the majority here, but you're hearing some influential voices saying, paraphrasing, yeah, you know, Dell should he should take care of this trade and you know maybe get another year or two. I'm like, what? Like, what kind of alternate yeah. reality are we in here?
2: Yeah. I think the Pelicans do need to push a reset button. Um, and, and trust me, I, am I have nothing against Dell Demps. I do, I do agree with you that, um, that there were some big mistakes. I also think the NBA drafts a little overrated because of how little players actually turn out to be good. Uh, it, it really is astonishing knowing how few great players actually come out of the draft. Um, but yeah, I he didn't do much. Uh, but people that are out there saying, Well, Dale Dunn plus Anthony Davis, I mean he was eventually gonna go anyway. Uh, I, I just wish we could have done more. I just wish the Pelicans could have accomplished more in eighties in, in time
1: here. It's Carter Bryant on the program at Carter the Power on Twitter and uh, well if if you look at the slow motion self destruction here, really the last six and a half years, Carter. And you said, I can hear it in your voice. You're you're pained by what's happening. It's kind of the inevitable, you know, end to an Avengers movie or something. Um, but how do we get here? I, 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 if you watch this, you say Dell doesn't deserve all the blame. I completely agree. I don't think he deserves all the blame. But where where does the blame lie? Well, you know, when we look back at this, how are we going to um, write the the epilogue here?
2: I think first thing is you, I, I, th- you know, it's strange. I think about that golden state series all the time. Cause I was at the game, uh, uh, whenever they blew the lead and drove down there. And I was like, what happened? Like, and I, I really do think getting swept the way that they did set them back. Uh, I think that, that comeback loss, even though the Pelicans weren't ever going to make, make that a series. Anyway, the wars were probably going to win that in five. I think that set him back. I, I think, obviously, the the whole Drew Holiday saga, you know, could he have done more of his injuries or whatever? You know, not ever finding that third guy. You know, the Pelicans could never just have three big-time players on the court at the same time. That's been a big issue. And honestly, I just think the Western Conference has just been so good. I mean – I, I hate the way the NBA set up. I hate the conference system. But one thing that's hurt the Pelicans has been the consistent greatness of the Southwest Division, whether it be the Rockets or the Spurs or the or the Mavericks. You know, all these teams have just been great. So I I, I look back on it. You can point at so many different things, but ultimately the Pelicans just weren't good enough.
1: How do you think Anthony Davis will be remembered here down the road? Let's say four or five. Even 20, 30 years down the road here?
2: Oh, he'll be loved, as he should be. He was dominant, sold tickets, made the Pelicans entertaining, was often the all star that was representing New Orleans basketball. And I mean, he really en- enjoys being down here, but has a house in LA, the opportunity to play for the Lakers. Obviously, all the reports say that's where he wants to go. How that's actually going to happen, how the Pelicans. Won't wait until the summer. Uh, I don't know how that would actually happen. But I think he will be remembered in, 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 in a great light. I know I will, too. I mean, he represented New Orleans basketball. He never caused drama really within the team. He never was in trouble. You know, he he was a positive force for the most part. And honestly, I think we should remember him for being that player he was last year. Taking over the team when uh, Boogie goes down, and I, I, will forever, I will forever remember him for that. So, um, yeah, I hate the way this whole thing was handled, but breakups are tough. All breakups will be tough. There's never a good way to part ways. But uh, for me, I will look back with a with the, with a big heart. You know, I'm I'm happy for him. I really am. I'm just sad for my pals
1: so breakups are tough how you handle those breakups i I think show your character and i agree with you about ad i was just defending him before he got on the air with some people on the text line calling him things like uh, to use the word a thug and i'm like what are you talking about here this guy has been just an outstanding citizen off the court that he is the furthest thing from a thug i i that word drives me nuts just in general but when you use it for anthony davis that's just across every you know every line of decency here to use that phrase again but i think he's made some missteps carter um here I really have just if you go back two months ago remember when he said all I care about is winning and championships well then why are you trying to force your way to LA you don't have the best chance to win championships there he just seems completely disingenuous when he says that he should have just said I want to go play with LeBron and then I would have said okay
2: yeah but it's tough to be honest it's so much more difficult to be someone that everyone's looking at and everyone's going to parse words. And when you say, I want to win championships, well, every player wants to win championships. You know, it's it, that's a intentionally vague remark. You don't want to say, well, I want to move to L.A. because I got a house there and I, I love it. I mean, heck, I was in Los Angeles a few weeks ago and I, I fell in love with the place. I fell in love with, with Staples and, and, and the allure of being there. Trust me, it's it's great. But, you know, I, I just think – Telling your agent at a rough time—I mean, right after all the stuff—and I know the Saints aren't any, anything of, of his worry, but right after that, and I was on the air when actually uh, I, I got the the alert um, that this was actually happening, and I was just like, "Goodness!" I mean, now we're gonna do, we're, we're doing this now, really? So I. I I don't know. Is it it, weird that it is is
1: it is it like weird confluence of events that it's Los Angeles in both cases with the no call and now here comes AD wanting to go to LA?
2: Yeah, one of the most plastic. The one thing I'll say about LA is I didn't think that I would actually see the stereotypes of it being a non-sports city and people not really caring. I mean, they care about the Lakers, obviously, because the brand is so big, but while I was in Los Angeles, I kid you not, I did not see one person, and I was in different parts of L.A., wearing Ram stuff. I didn't see anything at all. And I, that's nearly impossible in New Orleans. I've been to New Orleans plenty of times. And you're going to see some UDAC stuff. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I just hate that it's happening to L.A. both times. I really do.
1: How do you think this ends? Do you think it ends before the trade deadline? Do you think it's this summer? And where do you think
2: AD ends up? Well, part of the reason why you you do something is so abrupt the way that they did it is to get something done before the trade deadline. Like AD's ready to go now. So yeah, uh, sometimes you do that just to make people hate you or make it uncomfortable. I think I think it ends in the in the off season. I do. Um, because I, I, I think the Lakers, if, if it keeps taking LeBron so long to, 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 to get ready, you know, or, or to get healthy, maybe they wait until maybe they wait. I, I don't know. It, it's really tough to tell. One thing I will say is I don't know how well LeBron and AD actually fit with each other. Obviously, they're so elite that it doesn't really matter. But do those two players alone make the Warriors say oh my goodness getting, getting, we're, we're gonna lose or, or or possibly lose four out of seven times to those guys not yet you know they they, they would still need another piece to, to to figure that whole thing out so I find that interesting as well
1: well Carter uh, I mean this sincerely I hate hearing you so pained again I can hear it in your voice here yeah. so um you know, we'll work through this. We just we'll cover it and we'll work through it and hopefully the Pelicans come out of this reorganized and in a better spot than they were seven years ago when the ping pong balls went their way last time.
2: Appreciate yeah, it. And and I'll I'll actually be at the Lakers Pelicans game you know, on February twenty third, man. I'm so excited to to be there in one of the most awkward games in NBA
1: history. <laughs> no doubt that's going to be interesting. Carter Bryant, um, at Carter the Power on Twitter, Carter Bryant Show in South Arkansas, 107.1 FM and 1400 AM. Uh, we'll do it again soon, man. Thanks so much.
2: Talk to you next week, Seth. All right,
1: there he goes. Carter Bryant, one of the biggest Pelicans fans out there. And yeah, it's, uh, it's just been a bummer here the last couple of weeks. And the fact that it's Los Angeles, and, and I actually – go back and forth on LA I think the city's got some really cool parts you know and when you talk about LA the city you're talking about just a vast expanse there of pavements and metropolis and different areas of the city so LA is really about 10 different cities ground into one I really really love some of the areas of Los Angeles other parts I do not I've talked about that on the show but yeah I understand why people are really upset that out of all the cities that have just used New Orleans as their proverbial whipping boys over the past 10 days, Tim, it's been Los Angeles with the no-call LA Rams. Now with Anthony Davis, it's the Los Angeles Lakers. You're talking about big market, the big market bullies coming down here and you know, whipping up on New Orleans.
0: They're going to get Bryce Harper and Manny Machado, too. I just, I, I know it's coming.
1: They are not getting both of those stars. Are they really, do you think they're going to land both of those stars?
0: Uh, they have a better shot at Manny Machado. They have no shot at Bryce Harper.
1: Where's Where's Harper going to land? We haven't talked about that at all because we've been so consumed here with the Saints. But I've
0: what? been saying the Cubs, but right now I think it's going to be someone in the NL. I oh, and the Yankees Machado's are like out, the they've Sox. said.
1: The Yankees are out to the Harper sweepstakes, they've said, right? The Yankees are out.
0: I don't think Yankees are going for either or. I think Mike Trout becomes a free agent in two years, so you could see the Phillies and the Yankees and, and the Boston Red Sox going for Trout. I don't think Harper is going to the L. All
1: right, we'll take a break here. 504-260-1870 if you want to hop on in. Text line is 870-870. A text from the 504 faking an injury. He'll be gone to L.A. in short order. Well, we'll see. We'll see about that. Seth Dunlap, Tim Zimmer here on The Last Lap. He's got to be on his way out. Whatever bad can happen here to sports in New Orleans apparently is going to happen. Watch out LSU Tigers basketball and baseball teams. That's all I will say.
0: I will say Drew Holiday did put the blueprint on how to stop James Harden tonight. He uh, basically locked him down.
1: Yeah, well, Drew locks everybody down, man. You want to talk about maybe the best defender of our this current generation as a guard in the league right now? At least right now. I know there's some good ones, but right now I think it's Drew. No doubt. Let's go to Troy in Mississippi on the phone line. Troy, what's up?
2: Hey, Seth, how's it going? Listen, man, thank you for talking about something to get my mind off of the New Orleans stuff, man. Look, here, here's something me and my coworkers were talking about today. It's not about the Pelicans, but it's about the NBA and a whole. Here's my issue. I've been watching NBA since, you know, I'm 13 years old. I grew up a Boston fan because I was in that Larry Bird era when the Celtics mm-hmm. were really good. And I just, I don't know, I'm from New Orleans, but I, that's the team I rooted for. What's got me sick about the NBA, and you can correct me if I'm wrong or don't like my opinion, I just feel like there's no parity anymore. You know what Golden State has done by having Boogie and, you know, Kevin Durant and Seth Curry and Clay Thompson, it's Draymond Green. It's like, it's almost like a dream team. You know, and it's like, but, you know, AD wanting to go with LeBron. I mean, it'd be well, let me, so much Troy.
1: Pressure. Let me let me say, yes, I sir. let me let me say, I actually agree and disagree with you. I agree okay. that there's no parody in the NBA, but I disagree with the premise that this is just a recent development. You said you grew up in the '80s. There wasn't really a lot of parody in the league in the '80s, right? Well, no, it was the Celtics or the Lakers. You right. got a point. Here. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. So but, I'm but, not saying I, I got to go to break, Troy. I'll say this: I'm not saying that that it's right that the NBA shouldn't strive to put rules in place where there is more parity. I think they would be a better league for it if all 30 markets thought that they had a legitimate chance to build a winner.